Hey everyone, this is JV Summers. I'm a local Nashville singer, songwriter, and artist, and you're listening to From the Heart with Ed Hart. This From the Heart podcast is presented by Orange Kiwi Consulting. The three most challenging transitions owners face, namely scale, sale, and succession, can often result in costly and confusing journeys. But the good news is it doesn't need to be that way. At Orange Kiwi, we help our clients succeed where others have failed by coming alongside them to help them navigate the challenges others simply aren't able to. We understand how to help you avoid that costly and confusing journey that comes with realizing the results that you really want. Visit our website today at orangekiwiLLC.com and use the code HLG2021 to book a complimentary 30-minute consultation and find out for yourself how we can help you gain greater clarity, confidence and control while experiencing less stress and more satisfaction. So many things we let expire in my brain, where do I start? You used to love me, you had a change of heart. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, I will say it was, uh, it was gutsy to be able to, to move during COVID. Um, and most of my friends thought I was crazy, but I just knew if I wouldn't, if I didn't move um, at that point in time, then I wasn't ever going to do it. So even though there was a pandemic going on, even though COVID-19 obviously is very um, detrimental to our society, economic standing, and, and loads of other ways, but I knew that if I'd moved during a pandemic, then I could really conquer a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I took the bull by the horns and made the trek up to Nashville from uh, Niceville, Destin area. What's been the best thing so far about being in Nashville? I love that city, by the way. I've spent a lot of time there, and it's one of my favorite cities. There's, I mean, there's so many good things about Nashville. I think one of the things that my heart has always really longed for, because I've lived in kind of smaller towns. Um, Montgomery, my hometown, is larger than the town that I was in for a long time, uh, for about seven years. But I would say the amenities of the town are great. Mm. The proximity to all this music whenever things open back up will be great. Yeah. And I've been to Nashville before it was, you know, uh, hit by COVID and, you know, I guess like lame, uh, as you would say. But it is, um, it's been one of the best, I think, cities for me to grow as an artist and as an individual. Um, I've met so many good friends here. I just look at most things, Ed, as a uh, glass half full mentality, less yeah. of the half empty. So. <laughs> Yeah. I find a lot of good things, even when uh, things aren't so great here, um, as people would say, who are from here, maybe. But um, yeah, I think the yeah, best that, thing, though, the friends. So, And that seems to, to show up in, your, in the conversations I've heard you have on Clubhouse and the music that you write and so forth, that optimism. What is it about Nashville? I mean, obviously, it's a huge you know, music, country music capital, but I know your music isn't necessarily considered country, although my guess is you probably have a few country tunes in your repertoire as well. I don't, but, uh, though. Really? I actually don't, yeah. So I shouldn't hit you with, uh, yeah. Actually, I lie. I said, uh, I said that I don't, but I did help some guys write a country song a couple of months ago. That was my first country song ever written. <laughs> nice. Right on. So, yeah. So other than all the venues, because I know there's venues on every corner, yeah. is that one of the big reasons why people go there is because there's just so many different places you can perform? You said... In your bio, you moved there to help with your songwriting. So how is yes. songwriting different in Nashville than in Florida or Alabama? I would say, I mean, this is Music City. Yeah. As, as people know it around the world and, you know, in the States especially. But I think um, everyone is here, uh, or everyone that is here for music is really grinding. And it's like, there's nothing like this where I've been before. There's never been an energy like this in terms of, everyone having a dead focus for music. Um, so I would say that's the difference. And I would say also the best thing about this place is that you could walk down the street and connect with someone that is totally out of your range of connecting with, uh, I mean, as well on Clubhouse, but, you know, famous people or famous songwriters that I would never have the opportunity unless I was here. Sure. So, yeah. That's I mean, true. this is just, this is a, a huge opportunity being in the city itself. And um, what I've heard from a lot of people is that Nashville takes care of its own. Um, and so when you're a part of Nashville and your family, they, they really take care of you. So haven't really, I've experienced that in some ways, but I haven't fully experienced that. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I think once the world happens, reopens a little bit, yeah. yeah, you'll certainly, is it, is it closer there than, uh, I mean, I know in some parts of the country we're still, I mean, I'm in Southern California, we're pretty well reopening in most places, but yeah, is it, it is. opening up pretty well? It is actually, they've done a really good job. Tennessee's done a really good job at rolling out the vaccine, especially this area. Nashville's done a great job at rolling out the vaccine and people social distancing and all that kind of stuff. I mean, if you go out on Broadway and look <laughs> on Broadway, things are very much open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here too. Traffic everywhere. That's for sure. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. What have you learned? Last, last COVID question, I think. I don't have anything else yeah. scheduled in the conversation, but who knows where we'll go. Big lessons that you've picked up either from the move or from just experiences of COVID or. Wow. What a question. <laughs> um, I will say that I, uh, I think that saying you, you never know, uh, how good something is until it's gone or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember the specific phrase, but I'm paraphrasing, but I didn't realize how good of a community I had. Um, I think I took that for granted until I left, um, Niceville, Florida, which is where I was beforehand. And I think I didn't realize how much I depended on that community. Hmm. Um, both as an extrovert and just as a person in general who felt rooted in that place um, and with those people and with those friends and those family members. I think uh, other things that I learned, uh, I am a capable person to be able to make decisions that are big and kind of scary. I do have enough gumption to be able to take on those challenges, I think. But it taught me a lot about myself that I can be, I'm, I am disciplined. Um, yeah. And I would also say that like my, my foundation, my roots, who I am are very much um, stable and moving to this place. Yes, I lost my community, not lost, but, you know, I wasn't in my community in the in the fullness as I was before. But um, but I, but I did have a strong foundation and who I am as a person, and who I am as a son and all of those. Yeah. Talk about your family a little bit. You said as your son, I'd love to hear about your family and kind of your background. Yeah. Just where did the inspiration, sure. when did you know that music was going to be a thing for you? And did you come from a musical oh, family or, yeah. you know, <laughs> open slate? I'm a college yes. guy. So open oh, slate yes. essay question. So yes, no, good stuff. Good stuff. My um, family is, uh, they're all from, they all live in Montgomery. Most of them, at least my um, parents uh, met there when they met in the choir. So that, if that tells you anything, they're both singers. Um, awesome. My mom has this beautiful soprano voice. My dad has this really beautiful baritone voice as well. He would say my mom is the singer, but I think both of them are very capable and very talented people. But anyways, so I grew up singing. I, I feel like I came out of the womb singing. Nice. Um, I sang my first solo when I was four or around four um, in the church that I grew up in. And then um, I do have a recollection. I talk about this sometimes, but I have a recollection of being at a state fair kind of thing. I don't know if nice. it was fair itself or if it was just something for my mom. Some um, farmer around animals. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was a she was a um uh, a nurse uh, as well for her. She, yeah, she was a nurse for, I mean, all all my life, and that was her profession. But they had this contest or something for her work, I think. But it was like a fair atmosphere, is what I remember. And I got up and sang the national anthem. When I was four, um, wow. my teacher had just taught us, I think, in uh, in preschool. And so that was a fun experience. But I do remember, I, re I remember that, which is wild. I remember getting up on the stage. I remember the lady at the end giving me a Snickers bar. I'm totally allergic to peanuts, but <laughs> she tried to give me a Snickers bar for a job well done. But Nice. Yeah. My family, um, I will say this. I'll go back to the original question. Sorry. I get off. No, I do too. So Trust sometimes. me. I remember what question I asked. So that's good. Thanks for bringing us back to I where we were. Yeah, I trail off. Um, my parents, like I said, they met when they were in the choir. Um, very musical family. My brother played the guitar when I was growing up. My brother sang. My sister sang. All of that kind of stuff. And so we just, I just grew up around music. And it wasn't awesome. something that we really like shied away from. And I remember being in kindergarten, and there was our career day. I think is what we had, and it was like a little performance that we had. And I remember I was like, I want to be a singer because that's what I want to do when I grow up. So I knew from, you know, being super young, around six, five, six years old, I knew that I wanted to be a singer. <laughs> so, which is wild, but, um, yeah. and it's crazy that it's coming to fruition for me. But um, yeah. yeah, my family encouraged me. My, um, my siblings always encouraged me. Um, never looked down on me for choosing music as, a, as a, a passion and pursuing that passion. I do remember when my parents 
when I told my parents that I was leaving my previous job, they were like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. Um, especially now. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. So yeah, I'm leaving my job. I'm going to move to Nashville during COVID. Thanks mom and dad. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to choose the worst timing yeah. to, to pursue my career. But like I said, if I wouldn't have done it, then I don't think I would have. And if we wait for the best timing on things, we pretty much exactly. don't ever do it. Best exactly. time to get married, best time to move, best time to have exactly. kids. There really isn't a best time. There's never so. a best time. For yeah. Yeah. So yeah when, you, when you feel it, when the spirit moves you, as we say, right? And so, yeah, exactly. so you have that church background. You grew up uh, kind of singing in the church and singing with the family. And yeah. um what inspires you? I, I want to talk just, we're going to have you play your, your, your song that you're becoming yeah. well-known for now, different yeah. kind of towards the end of the show today. And I've heard you on Clubhouse, downloaded it on iTunes. I've watched, you know, it, it's everywhere. It's an amazing song, and I can't wait for our audience to hear yeah. the whole thing. What, and, and I guess right now, just a little bit, maybe that song or just in general, where do you get your inspiration? Some people write from pain. Some people write from inspiration some just write fiction and you probably do a little all, all of the above but is there something that really kind of is your muse i guess i would say as you write most of my music is from just experiences either i've had in life or from friends experiences yeah. that i've had and i just draw inspiration from that i always want to write from a place of like true understanding of the situation and not make it feel as if it's uh far-fetched or yeah. you know not inauthentic you know, I think I think the, the biggest thing is that even though these songs, maybe I haven't experienced these situations in the songs that I've written, um, I have talked to people who have experienced those, sure. those things. And I have inadvertently, and it, it, when I was writing it, I didn't experience it. But after the fact, I have, you know, so it's like a precursor for what was coming yeah, in your life. Right. Yeah. Wild. I will yeah. say this. Some of these songs that I've written, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that i would experience this, but, so you have this um, horrible big painful breakup coming yeah. because different people is all about a breakup obviously it's a it and is. it's a story everybody resonates with because you know everybody's been through a breakup none of us are with the first well rarely is the person with the first exactly. person they were ever with and so we've exactly. all been through something and can can feel it even from a past relationship or even just empathizing with breakups with other people i have a 30 year old daughter who's divorced and lives with us right now and in a, in a temporary transition and she hears the song. It's like, wow, I can relate to that because she's been wow. through it. So yeah. who, who are your, Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, um, I've had so many people tell me that they've, they've, um, I'm just trying to put this up lightly. They've just had a, not necessarily a spiritual experience, but an emotional experience from, uh, the song and yeah. specifically different people. But just because of that, it makes me feel like I've, accomplish something um that's i mean that's the hope i want to have people have these encounters um, sure if you will with with my music and i think like that's that's what's even better for me that's what that's that's the ultimate goal for me for people to experience my music and be inspired or um have some social some sort of emotional breakthrough because of that um song here so well and you're going to reach uh, just from watching you on clubhouse there i mean there's a guy i think named zane who you know i'm not sure what his his ethnicity is but you know he's he i'm a 57 year old white male in southern california he's not uh you got you know you got the obviously the young girls who are in love with you because you're <laughs> handsome and you're talented and you're a great performer that goes without saying you're gonna have to swat them off and but yeah i mean you've reached me i mean i'm i've been married for 28 years my wife and i are child you know high school i won't call it sweethearts but we were best friends uh, towards the end of our high school life together. We were great friends for 10 years before we got married. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the lyrics, and it, it's not just the lyrics. Lyrics are great, but it's the emotion and the way that you and the great performers sing. Think about the last time you bought a gift for a friend or family member. The better you know them, the easier it was to get them something memorable, right? Well, it's the same for brands that want to deliver memorable customer experiences. The better they know their customers, the more likely they are to establish strong relationships, exceed expectations, and build loyalty. At McKenzie, that's what we do. We empower brands to understand and connect with the person behind the purchase, so their customer experiences are meaningful, unique, and truly valuable. Learn more at McKenzieCorp.com. Do you think you could be happy living in a world without me? Is it only me who doesn't know you now? 
who are you? There's a one singer in mind that comes to mind for me that others have told me that you remind them of. But before I say who it is, and maybe you know, who am I compared to? Usually yeah. Sam Smith. There you go. That's exactly who I, where I was going. Yeah. That's a yeah. If you can live with that comparison, no worries at all, that right? That's a major compliment to me because yeah. the guy is extremely talented, yeah. and his music transcends like a lot of genres. So I I appreciate that comparison at all times. Um, yeah. And that's what say, I was thinking, and that's what I've been hearing too. Yeah. People that I look up to, I would say anyone from just because of my younger years and the, the way I grew up, I would say Hillsong United, Joe Houston, Brooke Frazier. Those people really inspire me because of their songwriting capabilities and also their heart for people. Um, yeah. But then on a different level, I would say Hosier, um, mm-hmm. the, the emotion that his songs can bring when you just listen to. I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many times I listened to his song Work Song when it came out, um, yeah. just from the sheer like the lyricism to the melodic flow of the song to the emotions that it just brought out of me that I never knew were even there. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I could go on, but yeah, I mean, those are the people that kind of come to mind. Yeah. Do you prefer to sing or to write? If you had to choose one, if, if one was your lane. Oh, gosh, if one, if I had one choice, I would sing. Um, yeah. Just because I feel like that's like my innate gifting that I was given. And then songwriting is kind of something that I cultivated. Um, I've cultivated my, my voice as well. Uh, I've done a lot of training. Don't let anybody tell you that they don't go through training. <laughs> yeah. Singing in the shower is training. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I would, I would definitely choose um, singing over um, songwriting if I had to choose. Well, on that, grab your guitar. Okay. Uh, Perfect. You and I talked about a couple of songs uh, prior to, you know, getting to yeah. different people at the end, but let's go songwriting. So let's go with the song that's a cover. You said it's a Lewis Capaldi song. I love listening to him. I've got a couple of his songs on my phone. And so uh, tell us why you chose this song and then just go ahead and jump in and we'll. Why did I choose this song? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't even know. Uh, one, because this song is absolutely amazing and his voice on it is captivating. The story itself is insane. Um, just, I remember the first time I heard this song, I was fully captivated, not just by his voice, but with the lyricism of this. I mean, lyrics are really important to me, Ed. I, yeah. I can't listen to a song that has like wimpy lyrics. Yeah. Um, I can sometimes if it's. <laughs> if the know, tune's really good. Really, yeah. really, really good melody. You know, um, this, this was the full package. So it was one of those where you listen to Adele's cover of Make You Feel My Love. Um, oh, yeah. Or, yeah. uh, I mean, anything else. This was one of those songs that really just resonated with me before I even really understood the, the meaning behind the song. So, um, yeah. Anyways, this is Before You Go. I fell by the wayside like everyone else. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, but I was just kidding myself. Start a place Cause now that you're gone All I hear are the words that I need to say When you hurt under the surface Like troubled water running cold Well time can heal but this Oh, oh, oh. 
thinking what are you feeling as you're singing that song or a song that obviously resonates with you i mean you can tell by the passion that you have when you're singing it what's going through your mind and in your heart as you're as you're singing a song like that that's a really good question um sometimes if i'm overthinking things i'm just trying not to crack um (laughs) other times when i'm actually in the moment and feeling the situation i'm thinking of past relationships or um thinking of people that i love i mean that song in particular brings up um just some heartache you know i think that a lot of people experience in life of loves and love loss but um for me past relationships for sure and people that i love yeah i'm always amazed when people like you my brother ken who has performed his whole life um when someone throws a request clubhouse room with you yesterday and people were just throwing out at you as well. Uh, I think I asked you to do Creep by Radiohead, which I've heard a lot of covers of that. And, um, you know, a lot of, you know the performer when you like the cover more than the original. And no offense to Radiohead, because wow. I love the original. But yeah, your cover of it is fantastic. And the, that cover right there of Lewis Capaldi's song too, I mean, I would listen to that over and over again. You know, Coldplay, there's some songs out there on YouTube. There's a, a guy, uh, Chase Eagleson. I don't know if you've seen him on YouTube or not. He does a lot of covers as well. And I haven't. I need to check him out, though. How, how often do you get stumped? I mean, everybody threw songs. You know, a couple times, you go, oh, I don't know that one well. I'll try it oh, anyway. Yeah. And then you nailed it. I mean, how often <laughs> do you just like, no, I've never heard of that song? Um, Quite often, actually. I, ha- I feel I like pride myself on having an eclectic taste. Yeah. But I would say that there's some, <laughs> there's some major songs that I i've never heard of before there's artists that i'm just not as keenly aware of um often i would say yeah so yeah so you said you don't do yeah country music you know you'll that'll become an acquired i didn't like country till i worked in minor league baseball and then i had guys from all over the country in the locker room listening to it i even told my wife when we got married there's a few showstoppers on my country music this isn't going to work now I love country music. And I think it is. Really? It goes back yeah. to what you said because it's identifying with the lyrics and also the artist. I mean, I love, sure. I think your story is something that's very identifiable. You know, grew up singing, singing in the church, singing, you know, moving your way to Nashville and so yeah. forth. I think that we, we tend to gravitate towards personalities and certainly lyrics that, that we love. Um, talk about church singing for a minute. You, t- you mentioned a few bands and, and performers that are known for their gospel music. Um, what type of uh, singing in church now do you do? I mean, are you belong to a church there that you like, and are you part of worship there, or do you just kind of sing when asked, or how does that work? Yeah, so I actually, until this past week, uh, or not past week, a couple weeks ago, I hadn't sang in a church in a while. I just kind of took a break when I moved up here um, from Niceville to Nashville, because I had, um, worked for a church for about seven years, and I was a part of that community for about 10 total. Wow. And, um, I really, I really hit it hard, um, and so I was, I was pretty, I was pretty exhausted by the end of the run, and um, I just needed a break. So I haven't been singing in church, 
I'm still a Christian, people. <laughs> <I'm> still <laughs> where I was Jesus. going, yeah. Believe me, still love Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I just haven't. I haven't. I, I know of some churches that I wanna. I wanna go to, and uh, I have a couple places that I'm gonna. I'm gonna get into. But I will say this: my um, my niece's mom um, has been on me like crazy the past couple of. Like you just need to go and receive. She's like, just go and be filled up, and I'm like. I'm just not ready yet. I'm going to take yeah. another break. It's going to be great. And it has been good, but I will say this. I, I had, I'm going to get a little personal here, but yeah, I had a friend pass away a couple weeks ago. Mm, sorry. And, um, someone from our community who um, valiantly um, battled cancer and ultimately won because she loved Jesus. She knew him. Um, That's a great ultimately. way to put it. That's a great yeah. way to put it. And, um, uh, but I, I went home for her celebration and, I remember just, it was like, I was like, Sydney, you had to die for me to come back here to play <laughs> and to sing. This is wild. But honestly, if she, I think if she knew that, that she brought me back into that community, not that I was like excommunicated or anything like that. I just wasn't right. there. And I was up here in Nashville that she brought me home. I think she would have, she would have been overjoyed by that. But what I would say is, um, sh- uh, it's, it's hard, you know, taking a break and, um, and not getting back into that whole like, routine because I think it is a routine. It's a it's a discipline. It's not a routine. It's a discipline to to get up and to go and to be a part of a community. Um, but I, what I saw being back there was how much I was missing out on. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyways, goes back to the beginning of the conversation. Sometimes we don't realize what we have until we don't have it. That is the theme I think of my year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, but I would just say yeah. shout out to the house and um, for their love for god and um jesus and their community yeah anyways lou shout out to you man that's awesome no i appreciate that and yeah this is your your opportunity to share and shout out anybody you'd love oh for sure you know the reason that i do this podcast i mean i call it from the heart because that's my last name Mm -hmm. but it also is what i'm about you know about people Mm -hmm. and relationships and getting to the heart of yeah you know, I, I can, you know, look at your IMDb or your Wikipedia or Google or resume and see what people do. But and that's impressive. And we do that as well. We certainly want to see people's background and experiences. But personally, and since this is my show, I'm more interested in why people do what they do, why you write, yeah. why you sing, why you chose that song and why you chose in and out of the church and out of the church and into worship yeah. songs and out of worship songs. And I just think that yeah. the journey is just fascinating for people. I will say that I still love, oh my gosh, worship music. I, I remember I was um, I was home for a couple of weeks ago, home by, as in Niceville. I was home yeah. for a week and uh, I had a couple of days off with some of my family there. And, um, uh, my buddy Jeremy uh, turned me on to the new Hillsong United uh, People Tour. It was like the live album that they had. And I mean, I remember being in the car and just having straight up chills yeah. all over my body from listening to that. Um, that whole album and I mean it's there's nothing I love music and I love creating music and I love creating music in the pop world um, but there's nothing like a song that's just straight up about the Lord you are the word that could separate us now 
funny that this is like the theme of our conversation but yeah. that community aspect of my life it was such a huge portion and i think for a lot of people that take advantage of it i i basically like pose the question you know if i don't make it in music if i don't do anything with my life will you still be there hmm. and that is really the the heartbeat of the song i remember writing this when we were it was uh, i think it was 2019 when i wrote this and I was just really struggling with the the whole feeling that I had to come and pursue music as a full-time career. And I was like, man, I'm going to make a fool of myself. Or if I do, you know, will you guys still be there for me? Will you still love me? Will you still care for me? And this is definitely a little different from the original, but yeah, anyways. Family asked me what I'm up to. Still chasing dreams I should go up to. Just a boy that's gotten used to being on my existing is easy, living is harder. Hate this transition, I kept my guard up. I may be callous, what do I know? Now I'm lost here in a moment, feeling stuck here in slow motion. If I wake up and it's over, is it over? Will you be there for me, for me? Thank you. 
Now, I know that's a song about your family, but you do know that that's also a prayer, right? Oh, for sure. No, it's definitely a prayer. My friend Jeremy, who's the pastor of the church that I worked at, um, I've known Jeremy since I was 16, but he said, I remember when he first listened to it, he's like, I feel like that's a prayer. I'm yeah. like, oh, 100%. 100%. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. The power, your lyrics are, the theme of this conversation, the lyrics that resonate for you and other people's songs and the lyrics for you right one of the things that on clubhouse i'm in mostly podcaster rooms because i'm trying to hone the podcasting craft this isn't what i grew up wanting to do because nobody knew the word podcast a few years ago even broadcasting i did a little bit of it mostly in the sports world but um ever since i started podcasting beginning of 2020 end of 2019 and into 2020 when we launched i just i love the process of the conversation and getting to know people I think you're only the second guest I've had that's actually done music on the podcast. Our worship director at the church where we attend back in April or May came on and did a few songs as well. Um, Normally, I don't like the editing process behind podcastry and how do I do this. I can't wait to edit this episode because it just means I get to listen to it again. Oh, my God. And again and again. No, I mean, I and not that there's much editing needed, but I mean, part of I can listen. What am I going to call this episode? And, you know move things around and where do I put the commercials and so forth and yeah. the sponsor is happy and and uh, I can't wait I can't wait to sit down later tonight when we get home from Bible study I have yeah. tonight ironically when we get home and I get to start editing I'm really really excited about that yeah. I can't wait to hear it I'm, I'm no, to I'll send it to you as soon as it's soon as I'll send you the raw and I'll also send you the edited as well so you'll have that right away alright so you can't Radar, I mentioned before, Clubhouse, it's a new platform for those that are not aware of it. It's a social media platform that one of the things I love about it most over any of the other platforms is it's the spoken word. Our world came together by spoken word. Um, And I think we're coming back to that. I think that, you know, the era of posting things and then hiding behind your words that you type, hopefully are coming to a, a, if not a close, at least tapering off. I mean, that'll never go away. Sure. But the authenticity of Clubhouse. Tell me, and this isn't a plug for Clubhouse. You didn't have to mention Clubhouse, but what if what? Yeah, I figured you might. And again, I'm not. That wasn't the intention. I'm not. It's yeah. not. A, they're not a paid sponsor, and maybe they will be. But, sure. But what has that platform done for you, other than the fact met? But I mean, overall, what's the the platform wow. done? And what do you? Oh man, I mean, really good question. I think. I mean, it's done a lot for me. It's helped me connect with people all over the world. Um, in so many different walks of life. Um, it's helped me grow my fan base. Uh, right now, I wouldn't have had, I, I wouldn't have the amount of people listening to my music if not for this app. So yeah. um, one day, uh, you know, when I make it to whatever degree, um, I'll be able to look back and say, you know, thank you, Clubhouse, for giving me the opportunity to be able to share my music yeah. with people from Ireland to Canada to Australia and all over the Southern places. California. Yeah, Southern California, yeah. all over these places. So I, I, I'll say, like, I've connected with people. I've been able to share my music. I've really been able to make some good friends off of this application. Yeah, me too. And I think, yeah, and it's been it's been one of those things that I never thought a social media could really a social media platform could really give you that, like you said, that authenticity, and and it really does because it's it's live. You can't. I mean, if you're lying, people are going to know one, but two, there's no like. And there's nothing keeping you there except for the conversation. Right. As an extrovert, Me too. I get my people so I get I get my energy from people. And uh so that app uh has has been good for me in so many ways. Um I think just business wise, it's been awesome. Yeah. Um for sharing like, you know, what I do and who I am as a person. People can really get a connection to me and I can get a connection to them and some sort of relationship can be formed. Um so, I mean, there's so many pluses to Clubhouse, but where it's going, who knows? Yeah, um, it's growing, but yeah. Hopefully, yeah, it'll continue growing and it'll continue being something that people utilize every day. 
Yeah. And at the and the authenticity behind it, as you said. So the Myers Briggs means enough to you that you put that you're an ENFP in your bio on Clubhouse yeah. because I am too. That's why it resonated with me. I'm also wow. an ENFP. Look what at is that. it about that? Yeah. What is it about that? That assessment, and again, I'm a strengths finder coach, and I do other sure. things, but I've taken the ENF or the, the ENFP. I even call it that. Myers Briggs. Yeah. What is it about that 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 uh, I'll use your your vernacular sings to you? Yeah. I mean, I would say this. I think I love the Myers Briggs, and I love like what it what it stands for. But I would even say that a better. I don't know if you've done this before, but the Enneagram is. Okay. Uh, I think it's even more um, of a like core of who you are. Um, because it's based around your basic like wants and needs, um, and, and it describes your your personality off of that instead of and and sometimes also as well uh, your childhood trauma slash yeah. your um, your uh, fears, which is helpful I think for us to be able to assess those things. But I, what I'll say for blanket statement for why I even have those things on my profile is is for people to kind of have a little bit of who I am before they even talk to me. Um, I think. I want I want people to know how to approach me. That's what I I love about the Enneagram is that I know as an eight wing seven how I interact with a six or with a four because mm. I know those types well enough to understand how my personality may be perceived by theirs. Um, I think I think anything like that is all at the root of understanding people better and uh, for how we communicate and how we have a relationship and how that actually works. Um, yeah, so that's why I have it in my bio. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that a lot. Strengths Finder does it for me. I got my five top strengths on my wall, and when I, you know, I do a lot of training with clients on it, and for similar reasons. I mean, it's, it, those assessments are great to learn about ourselves, but they're really about interacting with other people. Sure. Yeah. Knowing that you're an ENFP, I know yeah. that you know you and I could just shoot the breeze for exactly. two hours and turn oh, off the good. recording and just keep talking, you know. Exactly. And the ENFPs out there are going to be sucking it in. The ISTJs are like, well, how do I turn this off? I can't how get to the off exactly. button as fast as possible. So <laughs> they're not giving but, me yeah. any useful information right now. Yeah. Turn it off. Interacting with friends, with coworkers, with colleagues, with anybody. It's just you know, mm -hmm. definitely those assessments are really about learning about others. I like that yeah. a lot. That that's great. You yeah. talk a little bit about, and I don't mean to bring anything up, but are there are there challenges or are there just massively difficult times in your life that have, you know, yeah, the move to to Nashville during COVID, self-inflicted, any pain that it came, because that was your choice, brother. It you chose to go, choice. right? I know. And I'm not asking if you've been like a victim of anything. I don't mean it that way either, sure. but is there a challenge or a, a tipping point in your life that you can point out and think, wow, that was tough, but I sure am glad I went through it because dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll talk openly about this in a lot of um, settings, but my sister passed away in 2016. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 2016. And um, that was probably one of the hardest moments of my life, um, experiencing the death of my sister, Summer. And um, I think for my family, they would say the same thing, because we really haven't been the same um, since then. I think we've mm -hmm. tried to, we're trying to pick up pieces and try to Reacclimate as a new unit but it's it's hard when you lose a piece of yourself and i think um summer was uh, i i say this often to people that ask about her but i said she would she's one of the smartest individuals i've ever met in my entire life um she knew multiple different languages like fluently not just like oh she can say like where's the bathroom no she was right. fluent um, she was a, an accomplished uh, ballerina. She knew Russian technique. I don't even know what the proper term is. She could sing. She was an artist. I have some of her art at my house. She she was a, a beautiful human being, and she was just plagued with a lot of things, um, anxiety, depression, all that stuff. But still, in the midst of that, I remember just some beautiful times with her. So I would say that was one of the hardest things I ever experienced in my life. Um, losing my sister and kind of realizing that I won't ever, you know, I, I may not ever have a conversation with her again. Um, or I don't know. Hopefully I will. Hopefully I'll see her again. I think I will. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure, you know, so. Hmm. Um, and then just some things that I would say that were like um, a kind of collateral damage off of that. Um, my niece uh, didn't have uh, her her home anymore, you know. She wow. um, was uh, has kids. Well, she, yeah, she was left. Um, my niece was uh, left kind of alone. You know, she didn't have her father or her mother anymore. 
And mm-hmm. so it was kind of a, it was a sad situation, but now it's a beautiful story that I've seen unfold that she's been adopted by a family that I love and, and hold dear. And um, so she has this whole new family unit. So it's beautiful. I think, I think those kind of situations um, teach us a lot about ourselves, but also teach us what's really important. And I kind of speak to that. If you look on my Instagram, there's a, a kind of a behind the music. I dedicated mm-hmm. um, my second single, Hurt You, to her because I think she would have loved to have danced that song. She loved EDM, electronic stuff, and I think she would have loved to have danced to it. But um, I think what we what we take for granted, um, we shouldn't. And um, what we don't take for granted, we, we should. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, you're right. People and relationships yeah. are what matter most, I think, in life. And um, uh, yeah, so if I could have another day with her, I would. I wish I could um, to be able to tell her all these kind of things to tell her how important she is to me. You know, I don't know what I would have done. Um, anyway, I think I think that's probably one of the hardest things I've ever been through. Yeah. No, um, I can only imagine. We'll keep telling. I believe. Uh, yeah. So, and I love that your parents named Summer, Summer Summers. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. How old was she when she passed? Oh, she was 32. She was okay. almost 33. Well, way so. too young. Way too young. She's very young. Yeah, she's super young. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Well, we lost uh, my my wife's brother at age fifty seven last December, sudden heart attack, and um, there isn't a day that goes by. I've got my screensaver on my computer is a picture he took. He was a photographer, mm-hmm. um, and a musician, and a yeah. computer technician, and a scuba diver, and literally everything he did, he did exceptionally well. And uh, so, anytime I see anything that he did well, it reminds me of him. And I talk to him. I talk mm-hmm. to him when I'm driving. I talk to him. We were we were very very close. And yeah. he was my wife's best friend. So we we understand what we felt when that happened. I don't know your pain. I know our pain, but it sounds like there's some similarities. There is some similarities. So, I think yeah. when you when you lose a sibling or you lose somebody really close to you, that's just I mean, you can't you can't qualify that in specific ways and everyone's grief is different, how they deal with it and all that kind of stuff. It's not um linear, it's cyclical. So you know, cyclical yeah. it just goes around and around and around. But um, does it drive you in how you live your life now? Feel like not that you're living her life too, yeah. but I mean that you're kind of honoring uh, her by the way you live. I, yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I don't, I try not to take things for granted for yeah. life in general and the people that I interact with. And I try to love better. And I try to, um, I share her story as much. Well, anytime I come into, into contact with someone that dealt with the stuff that she dealt with, yeah. I try to steer them away from that and, and push her toward, push them towards um, love and truth and who they are. And, all that stuff, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you could go through something like that and then not affect you, and sure. make you want, uh, and and push you to to live your life in a different way. Do I live my life for her? No, right. But, but I mean, um, you honor her with the way you live. Yeah. Oh yeah, I honor her for sure, hundred percent. Yeah. And um, and honor her legacy and tell people her story. So. Yep. Yeah, we lost a pastor, our pastor who um, actually baptized my wife and me. We, two of them baptized us, but our, you know, we yeah. were getting close to him, and he was a young pastor, early, early 30s, wife and three kids, and uh, very much a battle with depression, eventually died by suicide. And uh, not a day goes by that we don't think about that. And, you know, we weren't close friends. I didn't have a cell phone number or sure. anything. I emailed him, but we were sure. we were getting closer. And yeah. And yeah, we just, we, we, uh, the best thing we can do for people we lose too soon, or even my mom at 88 when she passed, mm-hmm. is just honor them in thought and in, and in memory and in prayer and just by how we live our lives. Hello, my name is John Royce Lynch, founder and CEO of PCMA Private Client. As a former professional surfer and native of Southern California, I've always enjoyed Wahoo's fish tacos. When the pandemic hit, the response by Wahoo's was unparalleled creating the California Love Drop by supporting frontline workers and those in need. On behalf of the PCMA private client community and our amazing team, it is an honor to be able to support this noble effort. To lend a hand and to learn more, please visit californialovedrop.org. Yeah, I, um, so in 2019, I was approached by some people to come and be a part of a writing camp here in Nashville. And so I did. And uh, I remember the first day we wrote this song. So I was in a room of a couple other people and um, we were just toying with this whole idea, you know, when you're in a relationship with someone for a long period of time, 
over time you grow apart sometimes, hopefully not always the case, but when you grow apart, it's like, what does that look like? Um, and when you look in the mirror, who do you see? And um, we did this whole parallel of uh, seeing different people, both the person in front of you, but also obviously this, this people had, had uh, separated and they're now with other people. So um, like I said, I didn't realize that this would play out in my life later on, but it's just, even if you don't take it in a romantic way, it's just, I think it's a, I think it's a song about love and love. And, um, and everything that I say, don't take, don't take relationships for granted, no matter what you think tomorrow holds, love people fully, love people with passion and and to the degree that you want to be loved. Well, let's hear it. I'll mute myself one more time. We'll get a fourth song from a a bonus. We we thought we might get two or three, but we're getting four. And so, yeah, this song is different people. It's everywhere. I mean, this is the plug real fast. We'll talk again after, but. I've already downloaded it on iTunes. I, I I say, hey Siri, play or hey. That's wild. I haven't done that yet. I need oh, to do that. <laughs> she just heard me again. Oh no! I got to tell her to stop. I get to hear it behind me and in front of me. That's pretty cool. I just said it. That was really surreal. That is cool. Wow, that is wild. Okay. All right, different people. JB Summers.
the acoustic version is a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, when, when you when you download it, everybody, you'll you'll hear the the full hear the full version. You know, but yeah, the acoustic's awesome. I love it. I've heard you sing it's that. Really Obviously, I've heard it recorded over and over the same way, but I've heard you I sing know. it live many a times. You talked about platform. You talked about uh, music yeah. giving you a platform. What when you think of that, what uh, what what's JB all about? Obviously, that's conversation. But I mean, what do you hope that people will? say about you not not the whole you know when you're gone but i mean even you know when people describe you a certain way you really like hearing that you know i think that's such a good exercise though to say what people would would say about you or to think about what people would say about you when you're gone because i think that's really like if i were to die today like would i have left the legacy that i want to leave and i think um i think people would say that i care about people um that i love people well have a passion for people to know who they are and to really love um, and to know love, true love is. And I think um, people, I, I hope people would say that I empower other people as well. Because um, that's, that's been a lot of my, my life is just using the boisterous personality. And I've learned this a lot over the past couple of years, but using my boisterous personality, my, my, myself as a, as a catalyst for people who are unseen and unheard um, to be heard and to be seen. Um, that's, that's been, I think, a lot of what my the past, probably like seven, eight years of my life has been just championing those people that are like looked down on or not as um, focused, yeah, not as loved, if you will. Well, it sounds like with your sister too, there may be a little bit of uh, feelings there too that could be yeah. along the way you describe yeah. the situation a little bit. I mean, that's definitely triggered, I think, a lot in me to to when I see people that are either experiencing the same thing or have a lack of self-worth to be frank. Yep. Um, I just, I those kind of people I love to like empower and to push and to, to give that encouragement that they are so desperately needing and to remind them that it's like it, life isn't too short to deal with all that stuff. Yeah. Let's like be empowered. Let's be, let's be the people that I think God created. Us to be, so. Awesome. Well, keep writing, keep singing, uh, inspiring. I'm inspired every time I, I listen to you sing, and now an honor to get a chance to talk to you here. People who are watching and listening today want to learn more about you. How do they get in touch with you or your music? Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, the easiest thing to do for me now that I have it live is to go to jbsummers.com. Okay. And you can just check out my music there. It'll link you to Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. My socials are on there as well. You can go to Instagram, TikTok, or talk with me on clubhouse so right there's a lot of uh yeah if you have an invite i know it's still invite i know right now, it but, is yeah it's just which is fine soon yeah. it'll be open to the public but um yeah i mean that's the easiest way to get in touch with me um and if you really want to get a hold of me you can email me uh my email i think is associated on my uh, website as well but awesome yeah and this, well, up, pleasure. Yeah. And this has been an honor man thank you so much no for me absolutely and i'll put yeah. your your website and all that up, information cool. up in the notes on this too so i always thank finish you. with one last question you've already talked about it for an hour but i'm going to ask you anyway okay. what's in your heart oh my gosh <laughs> this is such <laughs> a intense question it's an intense yeah. question because i think if you take it seriously i think what's yeah. in my heart um i mean honestly like i just want people to to know how important they are and not in the importance of the way that the world says that they're important, but how important God uh, says that they are. And that I, I just want people to know that created and then this isn't just happenstance that you're here. And it's not a coincidence that you're listening to this right now. If you are listening, you're loved um, passionately by the Father and Creator and Jesus. And is it okay to see Jesus? Hopefully. 100%, please. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just know that you're loved and that you're not um, you're not a coincidence. You're not just an accident, or anything, but you have a purpose in life. And if you want to find your purpose and you don't know your purpose, hit me up. 